0: (laughs) We already got got Threshold out of the way, so we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I I can't remember that review episode that me and Jim and Dan did a while back. I I don't know how much Threshold was even left to be covered. Oh,
1: Uh, Issue 4 through 12.
0: (laughs) Oh,
2: God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: You did uh, the core annual, and you did issues 1, 2, and 3. (sighs) Oh, <laughs> that, that core annual was a really tough read.
0: That yeah. annual. Was... the whole thing is a tough read. <laughs> Not as bad as threshold. Oh god, you have to, yeah. you
1: have to keep mentioning that. Because yeah,
3: are you going to be finishing that up anytime soon? There's a
0: there's a Twitter That's war right thanks. now, Mark. <laughs> Mark, before he even men- before I mention everything, you really got to ch- check out our Twitter page, Mark, because <laughs> there are a bunch of people now saying. That have heard uh, episode uh, 199 saying that we don't know what we're covering in, in 201. Oh god, they're, they're
1: throwing like, out Threshold as ideas?
0: They're throwing out <laughs> Threshold and Larflee's. <laughs> oh
1: man. I have not finished the Threshold series. I
0: had it on my pill list for the first three, and then I saw it on sale. I couldn't could have picked up the entire thing, um, and I couldn't bring myself to buy it, I must admit.
2: Smart. Very smart. <laughs> See, this
3: is you know if if this is the case of what they're asking you to do on Twitter, this might be impetus for you to stop
1: podcasting at Issue Two Hundred. I, no. I think we have to be more selective in who we allow to follow us. Should, the storyline, which shall not be named, is a given. It's just a man, I have to. I don't know where the hell my last six issues are. That's that's part of the, that is part of the problem. To be fair, we probably would have already. We probably would have done it already to fit somewhere at the end of twenty fourteen. 14 if I had found the issues, but when I went rummaging through my tub after tub, I I was kind of ironic that all I could find were the first six issues, so if Jim and Dan hadn't started it, we'd be fine. (laughs) 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 Like, Chad, you take the final six issues, I'll take the first
0: six. Oh, man. No, uh, we were, we were, the plan was, wasn't it we were going to try and do it for Halloween?
1: Yeah, we were, that that was, we were, yeah, we figured it would be a... It'd be scary enough for us, or so it might be scary for listeners to do it.
3: In brightest day, in blackest night, all other podcasts tremble in fright. Yeah. Losers cower before the power. Oranges lust, and blues you can trust Indigos feel, and white ones heal Yellows scare, and green ones dare That sapphire love, and black hands glove Will rock your foundation without hesitation Chad and March face evils
0: I'm Chad Boekelman.
1: I'm Mark Marble.
0: And this is the Lantern Cast.
1: Episode 233.
0: (sighs) It's here. We're doing it. As you heard in the beginning of the episode, you have all been asking for it for some godforsaken reason. You've all been clamoring and begging and annoying us with requests, and now you <laughs> have it. Collateral damage, revisit it.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> with a request for probably the second worst. I don't know. This might replace collateral damage. I don't. I know. think.
1: I think. It, I think it's worse if for no other reason because it seems to go on more endlessly, and the fact that it's about the main character is somebody that they basically forced us to even know about in the the new guardians annual and we don't give a crap about even during the story and considering the end of it, we're probably never going to see him again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and just for shits and giggles, I am going to be rating this, uh, episode explicit on iTunes, regardless of whether it's necessary or not. I don't give a shit because if we're going to cover this, I'm going to cuss up a storm and be unfiltered as humanly fucking possible
1: because
0: i am done with this horrible horrible story
1: and and maybe it should be explicit too because it kind of almost it kind of is a steaming pile of crap for the most part
0: speaking of a steaming pile of crap i might be reviewing this from the toilet you have no
1: idea now see that see if i could actually if i could actually I'm sure I could, but if I actually set it up to, like, record on the surface or a Kindle. Now, that forget forget about the drunk episode. We could do the toilet episode.
2: From <laughs> <That's laughs>
1: right. matching cans, dueling cans.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are covering Threshold, issues four through eight. It was canceled at issue eight. There are no issues after that. Thank God. No. We are not covering the Star Hawkins backups, and no, we are not covering Larflees. Larflees will be its own episode or series of episodes, and we are not committing to a time on that. So, don't push us for that one. <laughs> actually, I, I'm actually excited a little bit, kind of in the back of my mind, to cover Larflees. I'm like, I'm just curious about it. Um,
1: the o- the only issue is that is that as we already kind of discussed that Larflees is. Almost by the nature of it, going to be at least at least two episodes, and that's just Correct. because of what's a twelve issue series. And then we at least have to touch on, like I think I was talking, to, I think it was Andy today on uh, on Twitter about that we probably at least have to go back and at least touch upon what happened in the background in the back backup stories related to Laura Fleece. So
0: exactly. Uh, and speaking of go back and touch on these uh we are since we are covering threshold 4 through threshold 8 uh, we are obviously not going to be recapping the stuff that Jim Dan and I already covered back in episode mark
1: 159
0: episode 159 of the lantern cast visit www.lanterncast.com click on the link for this particular episode uh, and you will find a link within the show notes for the, uh, the old episodes so that you can go back and download it. Or if you already have it in your iTunes, go find it that way. Probably too old of an episode for you to find it in Stitcher, but you never know. <clears throat> so, because we're not going to be recovering what, uh, issues one through three in that annual thing uh, from New Guardians, Mark is going to give us a really, really quick... Thousand Foot Level sort of uh, recap of issues one through three in that New Guardians Annual involving. Watch, uh, well, okay, I, I
1: wasn't going to talk about. I didn't reread the New Guardians Annual, so that that was out. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That was the introduction of Call. I don't. You, whose real purpose of being introduced was just to set up this Godforsaken series. Uh, Hold on one sec. I want
0: to. I do want to say this because this episode is going to be largely, obviously, as you probably expected an entire shit fest of uh uh just degrading comments about this series and stuff i do want to give one quick shout out to keith giffen writer of this series because keith giffen is not responsible for all things bad under the sun as a just as a Ragman fan gotta throw it out there keith giffen robert lauren fleming and uh and Pat Broderick were responsible for the eight issue Ragman series when Ragman was reintroduced into the DC universe after the crisis. Loved that story, covering it as we speak on the Ragman blog, uh, the suit of What was that again, Chad? The of And uh, it's great stuff. So and obviously you guys probably if you've been reading comics enough, you know that you just because you encountered a really shitty series does not necessarily mean that particular creator is responsible for nothing but shitty series. Series series, series. whatever fuck it. Series. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. So Please take our comments on this particular series as comments on the series, not necessarily overall overarching comments towards the creators themselves.
1: This is there are no personal attacks in this episode. (laughs) That's right. This is all
0: in good fun. Uh, Obviously, you know it's no secret that none of us really enjoyed this thing, so (laughs) it's all in good fun, guys. Sorry uh, if if you take it personally against the creators. That is not our intent. But from this point on,
1: no holds barred. And to be fair, uh, as you mentioned about Giffen, obviously Giffen has a lot – he does have a lot of pull because as Chad and I were talking about before the episode started, you have to at least admire the fact that some of these series, despite the fact they don't necessarily turn out the way everyone would have liked potentially, at least he has enough pull to pretty much get DC at least to commit to letting him finish his story arc before the the books get canceled. I mean, At least it seems like the call arc maybe was forced. You know, maybe it was tightened up a tad, but it seemed like it mostly resolved the way it was supposed to in 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 this in Threshold, The Hunted, and obviously Laura still got a year to finish up that storyline. So he, so I, he probably was promised a year to start with on that book. So that's I guess that it, that it, that is something. Now, I guess it would be worse to have a less than satisfying comic book that you're still reading just because it ties into you know your overall interest in the you know the concept like. Or lanterns or whatever, and then the book gets the the rug gets pulled out from underneath you. Kind of like Lost Army, if it never finished in Edge of Oblivion. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. All right, so I guess the 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 ever quick recap, and I actually, for what it's worth, even though it's not going to sound like it when I do this recap, I actually went back to reread.
0: <laughs> you poor bastard. I
1: know. I went back because I had a choice, and I almost listened to the episode instead, but I said, let me just reread it. So I I actually went back and reread issues one through three last night before I got into the material that we were doing for tonight's episode. Just to kind of refresh my memory so to see if it would help me a little for where we picked off. I picked up um in, in this recording. Essentially Oh God <laughs> Essentially we have Call, who's kinda of undercover. He's in the what what is the actual name of the city again?
0: Don't know
1: it is
0: don't have it up did not reread these episodes re- listen to the epi uh, re- reread these uh, issues listen to the episode uh did not reread
1: damn it Where the hell is it it'll it, it will get back we'll get back to it because I know it gets <laughs> it gets referenced and gets referenced in the issues, especially she wants the to... but basically it's coming it's almost like this Reality show going on in which basically people are there's bounties put on these people and there's certain rules. It's kind of like the Running Man, except you're not really going after one target. There's a bunch of targets, and it'll, depending on what their what their threat level is, there's great you know there's they're worth different you know reward I mean credits you know for the reward or the bounty on them. So calls undercover. He's got he, he's got his ring embedded in his chest. Uh, he doesn't have his. He does not have his uh, power battery. So basically, his ring is pretty much useless. At least at the I think where we're where, when we're picking up on the storyline, and someone is and someone known as the collector is you know doing what it sounds like, collecting things. And the lady sticks is supposedly the one who is putting these bounties and running the hunted, which is this 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 reality show game. And somehow Call's in the middle of this, and we don't necessarily care, but that's kind of like, I think, kind of (laughs) where we are.
0: (laughs) So, Threshold presents, so the way we're breaking it up, Mark decided to graciously fall on his sword and take three of the uh, five issues. So, uh, I get the lesser duties. Yay, lesser duty. It's all Uh, duty. (laughs) It's all duty from here. Um, Threshold presents The Hunted, number four. Trapped inside the bottle city of Brainiac. So we open up. Okay, uh, how we're we gonna even bother? <sighs> okay, before we even get into any of this, I was talking with Mark before this uh, before we started recording,
1: and Tolerance—that's the name of the city, I believe. I think it's Tolerance. There we
0: go. <laughs> <Ironically>.
1: Ironic. Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> we had very little for this series, but that's the name of the city, I believe. <laughs>
0: We talking I was talking with Mark before we started recording, and expressed to him how I thought it was odd that I have read and reread these issues for this episode, but still, even though I am physically reading them and reading every word on the page, I am not comprehending what the hell I'm reading <laughs> and Mark expressed a similar <laughs> a similar reaction, so I have no idea how this episode's gonna work, and I have no idea how our recaps are gonna sound, but we're doing it we're giving it what we can so
1: <laughs> this is to be fair this issue i think this issue is hard to jump into from a description point of view without you know because you're dealing with cause you're dealing with Brainiac yeah you're dealing with the like the the mechanical version of Brainiac and he's uh it's just it has to do with his job as as the or his role as the collector here which kind of is kind of interesting just because it goes now that we've gone through uh convergence it kind of on that level it kind of bookends nicely with his his hobby of taking things and just keep, keeping them in special places <laughs>
0: Uh, I want to keep this series in a special place called The Ash Can of My Backyard.
1: <laughs> but we have to touch it again to do the Lorfleet's backups. That was the only problem with the, with not doing the Lorfleet's backups. Well,
0: you know, at least I have these digitally, so I don't have to... That is tarnish true. my fingers with the ink that was put on these pages. Uh, anyways. So we open up on... Uh, whatever the fuck this place is called. Um, and... Brainiac is either attacking or assimilating this entire place. Um it also looks like his ship is crashing into it. So if they're trying to convey that he is attacking the city or trying to convey that he is trying to assimilate this, uh, this city thing, uh, then they're not doing a very good job of it. Cause it just looks like Brainiac's crash ship is just crashing straight into it. Um, but you know, whatever <clears throat> over on tolerance, um, um, Ember is being, is watching, uh, uh, Stealth. Uh, names that mean nothing to any of us. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, Stealth knows that she's being followed. So she gets the drop on Ember. Uh, they, you know, she's like, why are you following me? She's like, you're too valuable to lose. um, you know, I figure I'd pick up a few tips, watch what you do, or whatever. And uh, she says, "Are you buying any of this?" And she says, uh, uh, "Stel says no. This is that lonely, huh? Uh, who the fuck knows?" <laughs> uh, then we we cut over to Star Hawkins and uh, Ilda and Call. God, these fucking. Uh, at, so, least,
1: at least the colors are nice on that on these pages.
0: Yeah. They are looking at the Adonis's place where he stores all his shit. Um, the big slug dude
1: um, in the, this series. So he's kind of a funny character, uh, actually. Like Chavelot, except he's more mobile.
0: Basically, the reason they're looking at this is because Call's battery is, store- is, is there. Uh, and they're trying to figure out a way to get it. They finally figure out a method... And then, uh, you know, how much do you know about MskyN technology? And then, ooh, that's supposed to be some sort of cliffhanger for us because, ooh, but <laughs> nobody cares.
1: Uh, I, the more, the most interesting thing on this page is the fact that he's got he's, – that Ilda, who's this like this robot that basically her like her, her memory chip or her personality chip is all programmed from based on Star Hawkins' ex-wife brain brains pat, brain patterns, which is so friggin' weird. <laughs> then
0: we then we cut over to, um, let's see, Captain Carrot. Uh, the, the, his name is not Carrot. His name is Crotch. That's what I want to talk. That's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> It's supposed to be the New 52 version of Captain Carrot, but they call him K-Rot.
1: So, it's, yeah, that, but it's, you know what? It's, it's still Carrot. It's it's, it's
0: it's one syllable away from being crotch. So, <laughs> f- for the rest of this series, when I say crotch, I am referring to <laughs> K-Rot. Okay? So, I don't even care to, to, to call him what he is. Uh, th- this is not my Captain Carrot. Yes, I realize a talking space rabbit is, um, is a ridiculous concept, but that's what the entire fucking zoo crew was about. (laughs) Ridiculous bullshit concepts that was just fun comics. Didn't have to go space, you know, space, uh... Rabbit. Rabbit with a messed up eye and an artificial leg and a fucking bounty dude or I don't nobody knows nobody I don't, cares they,
1: they at least could have like missed, put the, put the eye and the leg on two different sides
0: <laughs> no it's all bullshit nobody cares so uh,
1: crotch and his uh,
0: his <laughs> his his group of people to which are not named on this page uh, so I don't care uh, are also looking at Adonis's place and planning on to uh, planning on breaking in there as well. Then we see Slug Dude, Adonis. Uh, He is being uh, waited on hand and foot, uh, uh, and um, he is talking to um, what is this thing? Sticks.
1: Yeah, Lady Sticks.
0: Lady Sticks, who runs all this stuff, and they have this banter back and forth. Uh, Nothing really important happens here.
1: Um, Even though they do, they reference the Collector, and the Collector is is relevant, but
0: yes. Um, then we cut over to, um, bullshit ex-wife bot, uh, Ilda. Yep. She is, uh, she is serving as a transport for call who is miniaturized and hiding in her hair. Um, as they're bullshit bantering, she senses another robot in the area and reading (laughs) it as, uh, having life signs as opposed, as opposed to, uh, it's reading as organic. Um, so she gets a closer look. And she says, it's reading as an outsized uh, leopard eye of the family Lagomorpha. And he's like, translated, she says, a giant rabbit. And he's like, crotch. And she's like, come again? Get me close, I got a score to settle. Now, and she bumps into the robot, called jumps off, and in, onto the other robot. Then uh, he calls him a nerf herder. Nope, scrap herder. <laughs> <laughs> easy mistake. Uh, and, uh,
1: drags him into a closet,
0: drags him into a closet. Everybody fights, uh, on the inside, um, asks crotch what the hell he's doing. Uh, yes, guys, I really am going to call him crotch this whole time. Just get used to it. <laughs> not, not going to defile the good name of captain carrot by calling this dude. K rot. <laughs> uh, so, uh, he says, um, you know, they're, they're after the power battery. um, you know someone is basically paying crotch and his crew to, <laughs> to his crew <laughs> <laughs> to uh not necessarily deliver the power battery but just kind of get it anywhere but where it is um and calls like that don't make no sense <laughs> uh um and uh then you know knock 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 and the 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 uh the, the, the Ilda, uh, Ilda, <laughs> uh, Il- Il- Ilda says part of the interruption. But I thought you two imbeciles should know that by shutting down your respective infiltration gear, you've triggered just about every intrusion alarm in the building. So uh, then, um, Adonis and uh, uh, Lady Styx are aware of this. Uh, are made aware of this issue. Uh, Adonis is getting the hell out of there. <clears throat> uh, Ilda and everybody's been blown to shit. Uh, except for call and crotch and, um, um, she's before she shuts down, he snags her memory chip, um, by request, he says, yes, by her request. Um, don't know why he feels he owes anything to her. Nobody cares. Um, he's got a plan though. He always has a plan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the million call, dollar man. man. We, should, we should know this about call. He's, he's a badass. Uh, <laughs> So, Carl continues with his little mission, uh, and tracks down Adonis, him and, uh, uh, Crotch, uh, confront him. Crotch shoots his, uh, st- trying to shoot, are these bots or are these, no, they're not bots. They're, servants I guess they're servants. Yes. Yeah. So, but they're armed. He shoots at, uh, they shoot at Crotch and, um turns out, uh, uh, call has shrunken down, attacks Adonis, uh, Adonis actually fights back for once, um, and, um, they, they're tussling and, and fighting and all kinds of stuff, um, and then he, uh, call knocks Adonis out of the ship, uh, crotch is facing him down, call comes and, you know, continues beating on him, and he says, Uh, then you goes, well, then there's the matter of timing. I was really hoping to be well clear of this and calls like this. What do you mean by this? And everything gets shrunken down and disappears off the face of the planet. And then you see brainiac ship hovering above the planet saying urban hub tolerance, uh, all this classification bullfish. Uh, and then it says acquired, and then you see Brainiac holding the city in his ship, and it says exquisite. Next issue, Power Play. Brainiac's really the only cool-looking page on this whole thing. Yes.
1: So I, I assume we're just gonna, for the most part, just either we're probably gonna discuss these as we as we go through them, but we're not gonna break it down issue by issue and have a recap. There's really,
0: or... there's really no discussion here other than if we just want to rant and rave about some particular piece of bullshit.
1: Especially because issue – I got I think issue four – I don't think issue four – I know it's kind of a sliding scale here, but I don't think issue four was particularly anything to write home about.
0: Not not really. Um, seriously, they couldn't have done a worse job about nobody ca- – you don't even care about call.
1: That's, that is – yes, from a – that is a very accurate point, and especially when we get the little – because I don't remember in the new – and I should have dug that out when you mentioned it in retrospect, because I don't remember remember if they told us about his, he gave us his origin and how he got his ring, because obviously we get a little flashback of how he got his ring in this in this story, and it's like, he, he's, he's about his undesirable uh, Green Lantern, he's right up there with Sinestro and how he got his ring. <laughs> Same way, essentially.
0: I was on the episode where we covered those issues, guys, and I don't even remember it. It's like, I don't, I don't remember. I have literally blocked out everything. All I knew was that there was a Green Lantern named Call, and it had something to do with Sinesh, uh, Threshold,
1: and Crotch was in there. (laughs) Gotta remember, you can't forget Crotch.
0: (laughs) No. Uh,
1: but let's put this way. If they, if they didn't give us a recap of his origin before and all, we, and the only time we ever saw his origin is in this storyline, then actually let me, let me amend my statement, his origin is even worse than Sinestro, because at least Sinestro was originally given the ring to help somebody who was hurt, and he just chose not to give it back and he, and he, and he snuffed the guy out and when we get to his origin, he doesn't even do that <laughs> uh, okay <clears throat> so let's we. so issue 5 Cole confronts the power of Brainiac So basically we pick up with Ember and Stealth, who obviously are just so important to this story. Super important. Super important. And they're basically looking at the area where I think Tolerance was.
0: Which, by the way, since we're commenting as we go, this looks like a single building was abducted. Yeah. Yeah. And not an entire city. Yeah. Previous issue, if you look in the freaking, if you look in the freaking uh, the the bottle city that that uh, that uh, Brainiac captures, it <laughs> it looks like the the center of a city was captured, an entire city, not just the building. The
1: city. Yeah, that's true. There's there's definitely more than one building and stuff. There's like a whole. At least that's a whole block. Let's put it that way.
0: (laughs) No, it looks like three or four, three or four, four blocks both ways.
1: Both ways, and they liked it.
0: (laughs) And then they, and then you look at this, this first fucking page here, and it it looks like, it, it it looks like barely a skyscraper was taken. Barely, just fucking whatever. Go
1: ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. We're gonna. I did it during your review. I think based on the nature of these stories, it kind of makes. I think it'll actually make for a more interesting episode if we comment on, on each other's issues as we go. So yes, Ember and Stealth are talking, and they're kind of like they're over. You know, they're over looking what's left or where tolerance was, and they're talking back and forth. And you know, Stealth just makes some comment about you know. You know, it's kind of like you know, it's not smart to make friends not under these circumstances. Ember goes, "Why not?" And of course, then she gets shot through the head. <clears throat> and and Stealth is just who kind of looks. She has a sore, Nick kind of like look on her face, or the way she's drawn in that panel. And she, and she goes, "That's why." And then she kind of like just she just kind of ditches ditches Ember's body, and then they have a bunch of people again relating to relating to the hunted. They're talking, you know, a couple of people, you know, who to whoever took her out, they're talking about. Hey, it's a headshot, and it's you know, it's, it's like call, call, call up the bounty board to see how much she's worth. Not that we care really, but so then we cut back to tolerance, which is in, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a cool panel because you know when uh, Adonis there and his, and his butler, you know, the butler's attending to him. Uh, I'm gonna call him Carrot. <laughs> Carrot's there, calls there. You know, the other butlers are. It looks like. I'm trying to say they could be robots. I think they are robots, Chad. Because it looks like if you look at the guy closest to Call, it looks like there's like almost like circuitry and fire coming out of coming out of that one right. guy. So I guess they are robotic servants. But the cool thing about this page is you can actually like see they're in, you can see they're inside the bottle because you can kind of see Brainiac doing his his own thing, full scale, full size behind him. And uh, so so Call, uh, Adonis, carrot. They're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. In case we hadn't figured out before, the last issue kind of made it clear up, even heading into the splash page, that the the Collector, of course, was Brainiac. Um, I'm just trying to go through the re- through the relevant stuff. Um, um.
0: Uh, by the way, why the hell do they call him the Collector? This is this makes no sense. Brainiac is a feared threat throughout the universe. Everybody knows who Brainiac is. Why the hell do we need a nickname for Brainiac?
1: Uh, the only thing I could think of was maybe because it would be harder for some of these people to be in cahoots with this guy willingly if they kind of knew who he was or because of his – maybe because of that reputation. Maybe it would make people more – I don't know. Maybe it would make you more willing to because you'd be afraid, but maybe there would be less – they'd be kind of like dealing – kind of like Lando making his deal with Vader on, <laughs> at Bespin. It's like kind of like – you, you kind of know once you, once you get into bed with this person, it's just going to get worse and worse. Um, this
0: deal's getting worse
1: all, all the time. time that reminds <laughs> that reminds me of that robot chicken thing, <laughs> which i 'm just going
0: to throw in the audio here. <laughs> Why not make this episode more interesting?
1: <laughs> Perhaps you think you are being treated unfairly. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Leia and the Wookiee must never again leave this city. It
0: was never a condition of our arrangement, nor was giving Han to this bounty hunter.
3: I have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further.
2: This deal's getting worse all the time. Furthermore,
3: I wish you to wear this dress and bonnet. This
2: was never a condition of our arrangement. I have
3: altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. This
2: deal's getting worse all the time. Here
3: is a unicycle. You will ride it wherever you go.
2: What? I'm not
3: the the I have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. This deal is getting worse all the time. Also, you are to wear these clown shoes and refer to yourself as Mary.
1: Oh, you, man. I'm not doing it. I
3: have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further.
2: This deal is very fair, and I'm happy to be a part of it.
1: I pray I do not alter it any further. Uh, speaking of which, well, I'll tell you about this later on. Let's not, let's not ruin the surprise. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so they're still, they're still talking about trying to friggin' get... get. Uh, they want to get out of the city. They try, ideally, they would like to get to the city. At least some people would like to get the city back to its full size. But basically... The whole the whole point of this BS is basically we end up with Call going into getting to Adonis' trophy room because uh, now it's in everybody's mutual interest for him to charge up. So he fi- he finds his his power battery, you know, and, and he's kind of holding it. He's sitting like Indian style for a few seconds. He's kind of like pondering because as he says, you know he's you know he's no hero. It's like so he's even debating about re- recharging it. And it's kind of, this part is kind of funny when Carrot and Adonis are having their conversation and Carrot's like, you know, I got 50 credits. 50 credits says he just takes the battery and I tails it out of there. And, he goes, and Adonis is like, I thought the, you know, the green spectrum stood for more than self-interest. And Carrot, not in this case. Um, but, uh, Call shows up. He's recharged. The ring is still in his chest. So, um, Call starts expending the energy. They start kind of like trying, to, in a way, trying to fight, fight their way out. Uh, Brainiac's kind of Brainiac's kind of obs- ob- observing all this. Uh, which is the character? Which is the character that gets uh, basically gets <laughs> Brainiac assassinates here? To remember his name, he detonates uh, that, he detonates uh, the cerebral uh, implant. I know. I think he is mentioned in one through three. Um,
0: n- no idea. He was with crotch
1: earlier yeah I think. so so uh yeah I think he's referenced in issues one one through three but I guess he hit a cerebral impr- implant which brainiac pretty much blows um and he kills the guy uh um brainiac I guess concerned about some collateral damage to you know to the city to tolerance to what, so um <clears throat> Call Adonis Carrot continue whatever they're trying to do really to find their way out of the city. <laughs> it's kind of funny when C- uh, Carrot goes to shoot Adonis in the head, and of course he goes, it doesn't really do anything because he because <laughs> he goes your brain's somewhere else, isn't it? And it's like that that much should be obvious. So then he kind of like shoots him right through his gut and towards the bottom. He goes, am I getting warmer? That that part was that part was kind of funny. Uh, Call flies up flies up taking his power battery. I think he's. <clears throat> so uh he, he's still intolerant at this point I think. Um he's he's flying further and further up trying to get out of the city. Uh Brain basically Brainiac Brainiac now confronts him and you know first you know Brainiac ends up you know he rips the ring out of calls chest, he throws it away. Then of course being a Green Lantern, it's like he should be able to do, Call pretty much calls but um bump calls the ring back to himself and he puts it on his finger and he kind of acknowledges it's the first been a long time since I've actually worn the ring. Um Brainiac showing, you know, at least he's concerned for his you know, his project or what he's trying to do. He goes, uh, if we're gonna finish this, let's not finish this here because basically if we continue fighting a lot of the other cities that I have saved are gonna be could be wiped out. And he goes, "If you, you know, how many more would you like to see dead?" He basically tells Call. So he goes, "Come with me. Come with me if you want to live." <laughs> uh, so basically, he he pulls Call to a different spot, and he basically, you know, he basically makes tries to make a deal with Call, and he says, "You know, you know, pretty much you're like a wild card in this, and I don't necessarily want you to be involved." And he basically goes, "Well." <clears throat> This, this, like, let's make a deal, pretty much, and you can, you can get the hell out of here, go about your business, and let me do what I need to do with, with tolerance. And on the surface, Call goes, yeah, I think I'll, that sounds like a good deal to me. I'll take it. And he, we see Call flying off into space, leaving the Brainiac ship. With, Next issue, brain damage, <laughs> which we have to be to be spending time reviewing these issues. <laughs> Ugh. Any thoughts? You, that
0: you didn't already say. Um, there are some art art <clears throat> moments that look okay.
1: Yeah, there the art in this the all the art in this issue was actually pretty good. I thought there were some there were some cool. I th- call looked pretty cool in this issue for the most part. And even though I didn't like, I never liked this this version of Brainiac, the new fifty two version of Brainiac, um, which was supposed to be bought the Brainiac at one point before we found out it once again wasn't the Brainiac. But mm. but yeah the art the artist the art is pretty good, except you know Carl
0: has his ring on his pointing finger yeah that is true
1: that is true he does not have it on his on his uh middle finger no. but you would think with call, with call he probably would want it on his middle finger, <laughs> kind of like <laughs> <Jack> T. chance <laughs> <clears throat> anything else Or should I just roll into six I'd roll. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Uh, Speaking a so, roll, I'm gonna
0: need to roll a joint or something I get to. <laughs> go, go. I'm just just kidding. I I do not participate in drug use.
1: <laughs> this isn't the drunk issue, but chance high issue. Uh, so issue six, with the cover one ring to crush them all, which of course doesn't match the brain damage title. Nor does the, nor does the actual t- title in the issue, which just says strange bedfellows. Yeah. So you know. So we're so we're. You know, we're, we're picking back up where we left off. We basically have Call sitting on a asteroid, and he's sitting there pondering basically what the hell to do because he's outside Brainiac's ship, and he's like, yeah. But he doesn't really seem to. The funny thing is, of course, he doesn't really seem to give a crap about Carrot or Adonis. He's really thinking about what, Stealth, because Stealth uh, helped save, helped save his life earlier in the series, and he's kind of thinking that he owes her. You know, and blah blah blah, and this is where we actually this is where we actually get the brief flashback to Call's origin, which I don't again, I could be I don't really like I mentioned remember if this was referenced in the annual or not, but it's a pretty you know it's a it's because it's hard to put it in context, so you really don't know he lo- he looks like a, he he's either a total dick because he's killing the Green Lantern. Or this Green Lantern's going off the deep end, and, and that's the reason why he's killing him because the Green Lantern's holding a little kid, in, like a, a a dead child alien, in his in his hands. So it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to say. So maybe they did reference this in, in the annual just because it's kind of really completely up for grabs. Otherwise, because my first when I first read it, I just thought he was a total dick. Now that I'm looking at it again, it does maybe open it up to. Interpretation, but either way, Call shoot, shoots this Green Lantern in the head, which, of course, I guess now with the new fifty, you know, the post-rebirth rules, since the rings don't protect you from mortal harm anymore, that would that would work. And as soon as as soon as the alien dies, the ring goes off the alien's finger and goes on to Call, and that's how he ended up becoming a Green Lantern. Um, <clears throat> back in to- back in tolerance. Uh, more robots are tending to the the ever the ever Jabba like Adonis, <laughs> and you know and Car you know, he and Carrot continue their t- they're talking about um, yes, <clears throat> basically they're talking about the col- uh, the collector, otherwise known as Brainiac, and um, on what he's what he's doing. Uh, Brainiac is looking at his at his cities, uh, and then we have a little twist, which actually now that now that they as I'm reading 5, it's not one of those retcons where you didn't actually see it. They actually show you this panel in 5. But when Call was talking to Brainiac about pondering whether to accept his deal, you do see him put his hand behind his back. And what we find out that he actually did was that he in, he inserted the memory chip of Ilda into basically the, the computer system in Brainiac's ship. And somehow, this, because of – for some stu- for some stupid reason, this doesn't really a- – didn't really act as a virus or anything else because it's more of a sentient. They explain it as an intruding sentience. But either way, you would think something Brainiac, of all people, would have a computer system that would be a little more advanced to allow anything in. But she basically goes into the system, and she starts um, controlling it. So it's using uh, Brainiac's own robots against him, all this stuff. Uh, basically, it turns out, it, you know this was basically a this was i guess a fail safe for uh for call in case he was going to come back which he basically did but in case i guess he, if he changed his mind about what he should do uh so this was more this was more or less this was kind of just a a distraction because brainiac pretty much you know burns Ilda out of the system relatively you know relatively quickly even though before this happens brain you know he's he's threatening you know, he's threatening Brainiac and Ilda, saying, "You know, you better restore tolerance now, or I'll blow your brains out." You got three seconds. Somehow, you would think Brainiac would would be able to be a little, could you know his defenses, personal defenses, would be better than to take one shot for like from a power ring, and that would uh, take him out. But I could be wrong. Uh, right after, right after. All oh, right. During the threatening process of Ilda slash Brainiac, Brainiac basically deletes Ilda from his system. He grabs Call and lifts Call up and quickly breaks his back. And he, you know, and he throws a call to his robots. He tells him you know, to stabilize him and dispose of him, uh, and open a, you know, secure comlink to Lady Sticks. Uh, the robots basically they, they they jettison Call's body out out in space, along with tolerance. Correct. That is tolerance, I think. Yes. So, but Call's now dead, and Call uses his ring to basically create, which is kind of a cool costume. He kind of creates a exoskeleton around himself, so he basically can still move and he can still function. Uh, He uses his ring to also capture, as in to protect the city of tolerance, (laughs) and and as Call so eloquently says, "Sigh, time to go play hero." So now we cut back to and this is another more, this is like more bullshit with this with the character of Tamora, and you know and tomorrow and Tamora, t- will be will be a factor as the story plays out. We find out that you know that you know Ember really isn't dead that she's been she that you know she she what is this like a almost like a what the hell is that is it's like a plant or something it's like a like a birthing matrix but it's like a tree it's just a tree that pretty much. She pops out of, like a, another egg. So there's a lot of eggs on this tree. She
0: she pops out of a zit on the tree.
1: <laughs> so I, I I guess she's capable of being reborn, essentially, or or it's just another one that looks just like her with all their memories or something along these lines. Um,
2: <clears throat>
1: but she's not dead. Uh, this thing, Basically, tomorrow is having this conversation, and we find out that uh. Based on the announcements that are going on, that that call is pretty much still around as a the Spectrum Warrior. He's listed as um, <clears throat> so, call, so. Call gets attacked when he's in space. He does a really good job, you know, using his ring, and it's kind of surprising. Now, all of a sudden, you know, the people watching this game, much like much like uh, Running Man, people are starting to get behind Call now instead of wanting him dead. Uh, and or because he's like a symbol of hope all this bullshit so the people are cheering for Call, and they see him floating in space because the ring I gotta get me one of those you know Stealth is watching all this on, on the monitors on the TV screens and he goes hey tomorrow might be onto something with this guy now we cut to two characters who we haven't even seen yet since <laughs> Chad and I have been recapping this issue because they're on, they're, their last appearance I think was in issue 3 and you have Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle who is somehow in this friggin' storyline for some stupid reason. And what we have, about Lomar? Lonar, excuse me. And he's a new god, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so somehow Lonar is teaming up with, with uh, Blue Beetle. Uh, I don't really know why. It, it doesn't really matter. And then we, for, for some, we, cut, we cut back to the office of Star Hawkins, who's been hit in the sauce... And now he's kind of like reluctantly ordering like another another robot, uh, and then he you know, and then he pulls out what another memory chip from his uh, from his drawer, and he, and he references Ilda. and and that's issue six. <laughs> rolling, Blue rolling, Beatles, rolling.
0: Blue Beetle's the first character I give a fuck about, and even then, not really. Good lord, just just for the like the pinnacle of bullshit occurs in this thing when Ilda takes over Brainiac's ship and then Brainiac himself.
1: Yeah, and then you see Brainiac standing there with his hands on his hips, his legs, his knee, yeah, his legs buckled in like t- knees touching. It's like, yeah, it's, our, it's, the femi- it's, it's the feminine Brainiac we never wanted.
0: It's just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's like, no, it's not cool that Ilda could re- take control of this ship. No, it's not cool that she could take over Brainiac. No, it did not make me feel any sense of, oh, shit, Brainiac's about to get his ass handed to him. Did not care. Did not think for one second Brainiac would not regain control of his shit. Good lord! <laughs> Nobody cares.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh. that that was that was a, that was a bit much. The only the only thing that was cool, if you will, cool might be stretching it. The oh, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> How appropriate for this episode. <laughs> the, 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 at least it was that end. The only, (laughs) totally leaving that in. (laughs) (laughs) But but the the night's still young, people. Uh, The only thing that was interesting about that whole (laughs) exchange was just how he did kind of, you know, slip up behind Brainiac's back and drop it in. And it wasn't like I said; it wasn't a complete retcon where you never saw that panel. You know, when they when they showed you the panel in this issue, it didn't match what we saw in the last issue. It actually did. So that part, that part was pretty cool because clearly no one would pay attention to it. He's at the time because he didn't, because he didn't care, <laughs> and you still don't.
0: <laughs> oh, just utterly useless. Don't like his suit.
1: <sighs> don't like it? I think it's. I I think it looks. I think it looks better than a stupid. Uh, the. His trench coat look, which is kind of like a combination of Jack T. Chance and our current Hal.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, true. Um, just don't, don't, just don't care. Um, the ships attacking him for no fucking reason. Great, just uh, completely idiotic. Um, the it, this is is indicative of just random shit that happens throughout this whole series where they do something for the action for their show. It's basically all the, the entire reason these ships attack him, right?
1: Pretty much, yeah. They need, yeah they 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 need they need something for the ratings. They need something for the interest to get people's attention. Even though, as we find out, it kind of does backfire because people start rooting for Call as opposed to rooting for him to die. <laughs> but
0: uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Oops, wrong issue. No. Uh... Like it
1: matters. (laughs) We're almost almost home. We're almost home. We got three of the five issues done.
0: Threshold issue seven: The Hunted Go on the Offensive. Woohoo! Also, in this issue, Star Hawkins is on the case.
1: (laughs) On my, on my case. (laughs) Fuck that. Okay, so which is funny because when this series started, Larfleaks was probably a bigger draw for people to get this book than. Then the call thing, and once Lurfleet stops being the backup story, it really, it, it makes even less of a buy.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. Call looks at his ring. Call looks at his battery. Call looks at his ring again. Call puts his ring to the battery. Nothing happens. He says, just charge already. And uh, uh, <laughs> Crotch says, that was inspiring. Some Green Lantern you are, Call. And he says, "Up yours, carrot crunching lowlife." And he says, uh, "And hero was all feeling kind of sympathetical about you getting your uh, back broken by that collector." You want to try that again, crotch? Um, <laughs> okay, it was closer to better than you than me, but I was at least I was thinking about it, kinda. Nobody cares. Uh, the story is called "Heroism and Other Mad Maladies" and other like maladies. <laughs> at
1: least it was a good title, at least.
0: That bored me. I yawned. Um, (laughs) So. Oh, Jesus. Um, uh, um,
1: Crutch. Crutch to you.
0: (laughs) Call goes in and confronts Adonis about merchandising and stuff like that. Uh, Merchandising Call. Call knocks him over the back of the head. Uh, he says, you're shilling me. You set you first, you set me up to die in your stealth game. And now you're shilling me. He says, you know, you've been merchandised since you were dropped into the game. How do you think we cover expenses? Uh, big disagreement, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, we can sit here and argue about this all day or you could go, uh, restore the borough back to its natural size on tolerance. So, um, uh, call takes his point. They go off, uh, or he goes off and, uh, uh, it picks up uh, the, the the burrow from uh, from Tolerance. Uh, it's just sitting on an asteroid, by the way, in the middle of an asteroid field where any asteroid from anywhere could just bump into it and kill everything. But, you know, nobody cares. i uh, <laughs> just going to leave it sitting on a rock in space in the middle of nowhere. Um, so he goes out there. He sits down. He thinks about it. He grabs it. Um He throws it into the sun. (laughs) Uh, Doesn't kill anything. So he just goes and grabs it out of the sun. Completely useless uh, gesture there. So no idea why we wasted a page with that. Um, Then we go back to Tolerance. And these two fucking guys uh, are talking to uh, Ember. Stealth shows up. And... uh, she says, you know, I didn't know Ember was a twin. She says, she's not. I watched her die. Yeah, she's done that. A f- uh, I've done that a few times. Uh, it's a long story. No, it's not. I'm a plant. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Whew. Glad we got that out of the way. Um, they go um, They go down to uh, explain everything, and I'll introduce you to Ember while we're at it. Then uh, Call returns to Tolerance. Um, which is ironic because I'm still not tolerating him, <laughs> uh, and they, he he goes down on it. You might want you <laughs> might want to rephrase that. <laughs> goes down on tolerance. Uh, now he uh, evidently um, um, he's being monitored this entire time and being broadcast this entire time.
1: Yeah, um, Adonis has been watched. Yeah, Adon- Donis and
0: him. Lady Sticks. Um they're offering him a deal.
1: I don't know what the deal
0: is to be honest with you. I believe you're in possession of something that belongs to me um yeah. safe passage what is he talking what are they what are they offering him here? I don't get it safe passage what the hell
1: I think well I don't think we get all the I don't think we get all the answers in this issue I don't think I'm trying to see how far into this issue we are. Um. no I don't think I don't think we
0: you're in possession of something that belongs to me I've been trying to return it yes those responsible have been reprimanded you can hardly blame them though you being a spectrum warrior don't suppose you'd be willing to take it off my hands no I don't think so I think it best you finish what you started we talking safe passage here we are and then you and I will discuss how things have changed rather dramatically what do you mean by that hello hello um, yeah we get further
1: explanation in, in the final issue what oh, the, right. the deal is
0: <clears throat> then we um there uh s- um, stealth and and the crew are talking about kind of call and and ember and you know all of that stuff that's going on call goes down to tolerance drops off uh, this burrow in there everybody's freaking out snapping selfies and bullshit uh uh, you know congratulating him and stuff stuff like that he doesn't return it to its normal size he just kind of sets it down there in the crater and flies off into space and sort of dissolves disappears dematerializes goes invisible nobody knows and to nothingness um then we see Uh, the crowd is recognizing Jaime Reyes. He's been cloaked. Uh, they recognize him as a member of the reach. They all start shooting at him. He starts shooting back, flies up, uh, gets shot in the back by stuff, goes down into the crater, um, grabs the bottle city, uses it as a shield. Nobody, everybody stops shooting at him. Um, Adonis and crotch are looking at all of this. Then, um, uh, What's his name? The new guy guy.
1: Lona, Lonar. Lonar, right? Or Lon- Lomar? Yeah. Lonar. No, it's
0: Lonar. It's, I thought it was Sonar. Uh, yeah, it's Lonar. <laughs> Lonar comes up, punches his fist right through Adonis' chest, takes his heart out, um, grabs his little uh, tesseract ball and, tes- uh, and disappears into the s- space. Uh, Crotch this is all getting to be a bit much. Knew I should have stuck around with that zoo crew idea. And the next issue going down in flames, and then it says we're tempted to go out with tempted to go with going out in style, but we'd figured we'd stick with the truth for once. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> this whole fucking thing has been a
1: flaming pile of something. <laughs> uh all right. Last and least, no, actually, pretty much, because the issue eight is not exactly it's it's kind of appropriate to go out the way we go out in issue 8 because it's pretty pretty blah and <laughs> uh so issue 8 the death of call has the game ended at last well thank god the game has ended <laughs> um the actual title inside the story is the issue is annihilation so we have a bunch of Oh, they robe. No, I don't think these are. No, these are living beings, I believe. But either way, uh, they, they're just—they're attacking. Calls inside somewhere where you know we, he's been taken since he dissolved into nothing. This last issue. Now, now he's arrived somewhere. He's fight. He's you know he's he's fighting his way through. Uh, he's met by this attractive-looking blonde who basically, you know, basically wants to get his attention. He goes, you know, you you know, are you done basically with this childish display? Come with me. Uh, and you know, calls like you know, you want to explain where this is and why I'm here, and, and he goes, she goes, in due time, in due time. It's like, uh, don't be difficult. Come with me, and and she just kind of talks about you know, the, now that we, you know, now that we've dispensed with the illusion of free world, perhaps you will stop being such a boorish oaf. Yada yada yada, and she, you know, she she leads him. She leads him into an office. Of course, we don't get to see what's there right away because now we cut back to Tolerance. Well, they're outside. They're, these characters are still outside of the actual city of Tolerance because um, we have uh, Stealth and Ember, and I think this is this is um, well it must be this guy must be that Rick guy because I think they're talking about tomorrow, uh, and then. They're talking, you know. They're just talking amongst themselves, and of course, then, a, then of course, uh, all the all these guards, all these guards, show up to arrest to arrest them, and or as the bartender kind of their their bartender kind of refers to, we've been canceled right before everybody shows up to arrest all the supporting crew. Uh, <clears throat> and that's an ongoing theme in this issue that we find out that the the show itself, the hunted. Has been cancelled by Lady Sticks, and so basically, uh, <clears throat> they they need something else. They need a new show because I guess I guess it wasn't worth the ratings anymore. <laughs> they just weren't doing the business. So, we see calls kind of kind of in a. It's not entirely a prison cell, but he's locked inside a cell, and he was he's waiting and waiting, and he's getting impatient. He goes, "Okay, it's time for me to get out of here." And as soon as he does, you know, there's there's kind of this. uh, Looks like this alien or robotic nurse comes to say, you know, the Omni Doc will see you now. And she goes, where, where do you think you're going? It's like you said the Omni Doc was a oh Omnidoc is a sub molecular cloud of nanite particles that preceded me through the portal. Goes for the what with the who? She goes, just give it a few seconds. And she goes, what? You're good. You're as good as new. And like what? So basically, all that. By the time this nurse introduced herself or whatever and said that thing about the doctor that you know the. The nanotech pretty much had you know had re- repaired his spine, and he didn't need to uh, use the exoskeleton anymore. And pretty much, he gets ordered to drop the exoskeleton anyway. Uh, here, here we get another rehash of how you know the you know the hunt, you know the hunt has been canceled, and he goes to find canceled. It's like that would be the residual paranoia talking. It's like you kind of know what canceled means. It's like, and she goes, actually, this is. This is the first time we have not been gaming you. You're welcome. And now we see Blue Beetle talking to somebody. I guess, uh, try, basically they're trying to they're explaining to to Blue Beetle what the hell happened. And you know it's like there was no f- further need to move the narrative forward. No shit. <laughs> we could say that ourselves. And Blue Beetle's like, was I drugged? Did you guys knock me out? What happened to the little city? Yada yada yada. Um. So basically, uh, the bl- the the blonde leads. Uh, call into an office. What we find who's waiting for him is this cat, this character of Tamora, who has been basically on and off and seemingly was an ally of, uh, of call, someone who was, who was kind of championing, trying to inspire call, basically, or pushing him in the right direction. So you find out that call's basically, you know, kind of been kind of been in on this whole thing, and you know, it's like, uh, you know, he he tells Calls he you know, was determined that I'd be more effective, plugged into the game as an active participant, and, you know Call's not really too fond of being played, but he goes, uh then, then we then we kinda of find out seemingly what where this is all going, thank God. That we kinda of find out that Tamara basically wants to make a deal with Call uh about him being a star of their new of their new reality show. And we also find out in this Tomorrow makes it pretty clear as he and Call are having a fist fight that you know during the middle of the fist fight, you know Tomorrow points out to him it's like, "Tell me why haven't you used your ring?" and Call kind of like really doesn't have an answer for this. And Call goes, "Because we decided you wouldn't." So basically, they have the ability to make calls ring, active, inactive, not functional, whatever. However you want to look at it, it basically. Calls ring really can't be used. If they don't want call to use the ring. So call it's kind of confused, and he also kind of feels a little helpless here. So now he sits back down and goes to tomorrow. Go ahead, say what you want to say. He goes, as you're no doubt aware, the hunted has been cancelled. There's a there's a panel of silence, and he goes, and he goes, well, that's a relief. I was beginning to worry you had gone and g- grown a set of scruples, and he's you know he just kind of keeps trying calls patience, and he kind of says, well, you know in spite of what's you know, kinda of like the anti that's you know, people really liked you. <laughs> your your pop quotient was kinda of like going through the roof despite the fact that Lady Sticks was kinda of waging an anti, you know, spectrum warrior propaganda on you, you know, campaign on you. People really gravitated to you. So you're a star and we know what to do with stars. And so basically they're you know, they kind of they offer him a they offer him a reality show, <laughs> and the reality show is and this on this big on this monitor they they show call what this you know what they want it to be and it's go they made all the right choices for all the wrong reasons. Team Cauldron, <laughs> they play by their own rules. Heart-pounding suspense, sizzling romance, blazing action. The Glimmernet's next big hit. Consult your listings for time and date. And you saw you know. And you see Ember and Carrot and uh, is that Tamara there? And that mm-hmm. pig? No, no, that could be the Rickon guy. Either way, and and Stealth, and you see Call back in his mo, you know, in the earlier mode, basically with the with the ring back implanted into his chest, and and Call's like pretty much, are you shitting me? <laughs> no, I am not shitting you. <laughs> and he goes, you know. That's, you know we'll make you star and all this, but there's you know, there's a few minor you know there's a few minor conditions that you know really are non-negotiables. Like the Green Lantern look must go. You know we we like the the everyman look. You know so the ring has to go back into your chest and the battery goes back into cold storage. And you know and calls like you know he's he's sweet talking calls like yeah hey, you're merchandising you know, it's like it's it's a great deal and call just kind of has this sad look of you know sad resigned look to to him you know on his face and then of course if, in the next page we see call pretty much as in the the same uniform that that you know that mock up of the the program advertisement had him you know he's in a kind of like the, got another trench coat and he's got the ring back implanted in his chest and he's kind of like again he kind of feels you know he's just kind of look really sad and resigned to to this fate so then they transport him down to this down to the to the surface of wherever they wherever the hell they send him, and before you know it, blam blam blam, he gets shot multiple times, goes face down into the ground, and call is dead. And then we Woo-hoo! And and then we see then then we see on an, on another mock up poster on the Glimmernet preview channel of what basically is taking place, it's uh they swore to find Call's killer, even if it meant becoming killers themselves. Tomorrow never comes. <laughs> Tomorrow never comes. Revenge is a dish best served for the side of kick-ass. And then we saw the blazing action, sizzling romance, heart-pounding action. Except the only difference now is it's, uh, Tamara is the main character in the middle replacing, uh, replacing Call. Um, I like the, uh, next issue. Oh, right. Cancelled. Never mind. Now gonna... Go ahead. Now go ahead. Say what you want to say.
0: Well, oh, uh, I was going to mention the thing at
1: Star Hawkins. Yeah, I was too. I was going to do. No, go ahead. Basically, uh, the little backup story, which is kind of weird the way they did it this way, that uh, <clears throat> Star Star Hawkins basically is <clears throat> has a one-on-one, but not really one-on-one because she has all their lackeys with her too. But basically, he confronts Lady Lady Sticks. And <clears throat> the, to me, the only real relevance of this whole confrontation is that you know Star Hawkins during his escape, you know, ends ends up in the same place that uh he ends up being phased to the same place that uh Call shows up in, and he is the one who is ultimately responsible for killing Call by mistake. And <laughs> the only funny thing is, we, Star Hawkins walks over to the you know the dead. The dead dead body a call going, I wonder how much his bounty is. And then, nothing more to see here. Move along. (laughs) And that's the end of Threshold, people. Oh, thank God. Well, how's... See, see, it was kind of like the Departed, where they snuffed out the main character, except we didn't give a shit.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Keith, Keith Giffen was like, Nobody else can use this character because I get to say so on this this epic character that I've I've come up with, and everybody was like, nobody cares, Keith. <laughs> you, you go ahead. You fi- you have the final word on call. Enjoy it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Nobody gives a shit. So, like this so- is this. Here's the big deal. Here's the big deal. I said it. The I already said it earlier in the episode. We said it before we started recording. And, and and I don't care. I'll, I'll repeat it. Nobody cares about any of these characters. Blue Beetle is the biggest touch point in this entire goddamn series, and he plays no role whatsoever.
1: He cer- he certainly plays no role really in the last five issues. He he plays a minor. You know, he, in one issue he plays a, a major role. The first three because he he and Call are kind of going at it. But other but yes other but ultimately. Yeah, he's the only really well-known character other than uh, Brainiac in this entire thing, and we don't really care about him much either. Uh,
0: But but, but, but here's the deal, though. (coughs) The reason they have him go at it with Call for the action is because Reach versus Green Lantern has nothing to do with Jaime versus Call. It's Reach versus Green Lantern, that age-old story that – fucking god knows why it's a thing but whatever Yes. Um, uh, uh, reach versus Green Lantern is the entire reason that Jaime is thrown in there why Jaime? because they wanted a touch point in, like oh if we're going to use a Blue Beetle we better use Jaime because people will know who Jaime is nobody cares <laughs> if, you, if you needed a reach just fucking grab a random stray member of the reach that detected a Green Lantern signal <laughs> like <laughs> the entire reason for re- uh, grabbing Jaime versus a recogni- uh a non recognizable um, uh, Reach member is just purely because someone go, oh, Blue Beetles in this one, cool. Maybe I'll check it out. But you still don't care. <laughs> there's no there's no reason Jaime specifically needed to be in this. It could have just been X Reach member. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it was.
1: <laughs> uh, and I guess what well, we assume they killed Call because they figured no matter what he was gonna be trouble? Exactly. Yep.
0: And the, the whole they control the ring thing, fuck that. <laughs> fuck it hard. <laughs> like, seriously? These fucking these fucking ratings shill Hormongers are able to control guardian level power and turn it on and off with a flick of a switch. Are you kidding me? Well, as we we'll are talk you about, fucking as, kidding me?
1: As we'll talk about more, certainly, probably when we get in our panel episode, the fact that one of the big things you and I have talked about consistently, and other people have too, actually, that's a big issue I think with us in the certainly the post John's era of the in the New Fifty Two is the fact that how depowered the Lanterns have been and mm. how, and how weak they are compared to what they were. And this is, and it's in its own way. This is just another, you know, this is just another example of, uh, of that. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. We don't ca- Yeah. We don't care. We don't care about call. Um, I kind of, even though I don't remember the story much, they kind of just shoehorned him into that New Guardians annual just to, you know, just to try to make people go, oh, we kind of remember this guy, just so they could stick him in a series that, you know, just wasn't gonna. That no, that you know, some as we know, there are some series that get launched and you know they're getting canceled. It's just a matter of you know circling the issue number, which you think is gonna. So we knew this book was gonna buy it. I mean, it's not just like, uh, you know, with the uh, the. The what's what it the Omega Man, is that the one that's on yes. now? Yeah, that one. We, we knew that, and we knew that was you knew that was going before it even got you know before it was even launched. It's just so I mean I don't know. It just it's it's a pretty it's a pretty unforgettable pretty unforgettable story. And I think part of what does unforgettable. Make... <laughs> oh, Did I'm sorry. No, you're right. It's a, it's a slip. <laughs> Forgettable story. Do you hear
0: that, guys? Threshold is an unforgettable (laughs) story.
1: Take take that cord and put it on the train. (laughs) Mark Marble the Lantern Cast said, This story is unforgettable. (laughs) Um, It it might be one of the few quotes I ever get like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's it's a. this is what I really meant. This is why I think I said that. It's an unremarkable story,
2: there you and, go. and I
1: think and I think part and I think part of the problem is what you touched on before is that it's, it's really it's not the most complex story we've ever read or anything. But it, because there's so many because a we don't care all that much, and b there's so many characters that they're throwing at us that we we have no reference points to, and they just come and go and like they don't do a lot of these characters don't do that much for like three or four issues at a time. It just makes it it makes it really hard to get you know get into the flow. I mean that that but Ilda is like character I like the most, and she kept getting killed like every couple. Of, it was a different Ilda like every every other issue because she kept getting replaced.
0: I was even I was cool with Brainiac for a second, and then they did uh, the whole Ilda hack thing, and I was yeah. like, no, no, that is no fuck that. That is that is for forget everything you got revealed about Brainiac and Convergence. Brainiac cannot be hacked by some garden-variety <laughs> regular-ass memory program that gets plugged into a bot that is based on some guy's ex-wife's mentality and memories. No, fuck that. Brainiac is way too powerful, no matter what iteration you have of him in these stories, for this bullshit to work.
1: Except except maybe the guy, like, towards... uh during during the superman era when he when he kind of looked like the guy from the carnival <laughs> maybe that brainiac maybe not so much uh, uh, yeah it's, it's kind of like brainiac just got hacked by jeff goldblum with a laptop he's <laughs> like no it doesn't work that way
0: that's not what's <laughs> that commercial that that those old ladies are like trying to post pictures oh, yeah, on the wall oh yeah i'm
1: like, posting it to my wall I got That's not to... how this works. That's not how not any, of, how this any works. of this
0: works. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, to be to give threshold, it's due <laughs> with a little. When when I rereading it, you know, and I mentioned as I mentioned as, as I mentioned to Chad, like I I don't think I really re- when I I don't think I ever com- really read this thing. To its finality, <laughs> when it first came out, I think pretty much once Laura Flea stopped being in it, I bought it just to complete it, but I didn't care. And I did like, as Chad mentioned, I when Brainiac showed up for those couple of issues, that's when I actually was interested in the series. And so, if they kept Brainiac as a real factor throughout, you know, the entire final couple of issues, I think it would have probably been a, it would have been better for in this overall. I think too, it was not you know it was, yeah, it was I don't know it was. It wasn't – it's not anything to write home about by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> unless you're running home to say, don't read this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go so back. The, the biggest question though is why. Why did they start this? What was the point? Like who – like seriously. Like we've, we've, we've got Hal. We've got Guy. We've got John. We've got Kyle. We've got Simon. We've got the, the entire core, including the alien lanterns, like Kilowog and Salak, and blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to list them all. I'm just fucking whatever. The, the 7,200 lanterns, I'm not going to name them all. The, the Guardians, all the spinoffs, all the other cores, Larflees, blah, 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 all this other stuff. Who went? You know what we need? <laughs> <laughs> we need another lantern. And um, nobody's going to know who he is. We're just going to throw him in cold. Um we're going to launch it off of New Guardian. When I they didn't even go no the main Green Lantern book would be the best one to launch it with. They they went no no no. Um New Guardians. <laughs> let's launch it off of that one. Um just for the minimum exposure for the Lantern titles because <laughs> regardless of how much we we may or may not have liked the New Guardian series at the time that was coming out, let's face it. Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps were still leaps and bounds ratings-wise
1: above New Guardians. <laughs> At least they didn't launch it in Red Lanterns. So that would have been even worse.
0: <laughs> so they said, they said, you know, uh, if we're gonna introduce a new Lantern, let's uh, let's launch it with New Guardians. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Uh, so where's it gonna take place? Um, space, because <laughs> it's Green Lantern. But instead of like him saving planets, he's gonna be a douchebag. Um, you know what I mean like Guy Gardner and Jack Chance? Yeah, but we're not gonna care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, while while we're at it, I've got this idea about a space reality show where everybody's being hunted. Oh, and by the way, while we're at it, you remember that goofy superhero rabbit? <laughs> I'm going to new <laughs> I'm going I'm going to new 52 eyes him into like this mecha rabbit. <laughs> and he's also going to be a douchebag. <laughs> and he's going to have a bionic leg and a fucked up eye and he's going to talk like a wanker <laughs> and, and it's going to be we're just going to throw it all together. And is, is there a supporting cast? Is like there they, Yeah, um a of people you never heard of before. Uh, never been <laughs> and, and a guy anywhere. who's got an
1: ex-wife fetish with his robots. <laughs> uh,
0: and then, okay, well, this all sounds great, Keith. Um, but uh, what's the incentive for anybody to buy this series? Like, is, is there any tie-ins we can throw in there? Because, you know, it's the new 52, and we like to, we like to have several issue story arcs and, you know, tie into other stories. Uh, not really. I kind of want to do my own thing. Okay, Keith, okay, Keith. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and do your thing um we gotta have something though okay um blue beetle
1: um uh, i'll, yeah, I'll throw in a few issues of lore to back it up to yeah, sweeten the uh, deal
0: sweeten the deal you guys can have some pages uh of this if you want um but the big the big the big bad is gonna be is is, is, is gonna be brainiac but not really uh <laughs> oh okay cool cool how's he defeated uh, this, uh, ex-wife program <laughs> that, uh, just runs this basic Android, um, this is smart, this basic smart-ass Android, uh, is going to be capable of overcoming the ship? Okay. Um, well, that all sounds awful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, how about we cancel you You know, you it, it sounds eight? awful, it might just work. How, how about we cancel you at issue 8? Um. Uh, Seriously, guys? I thought. Ser- well, fuck you. I'm going to bitterly end the whole thing and kill Call. Go ahead, Keith. Who's Call? <laughs> Enjoy it. Uh, you get the final say. Uh, have a grand old time, Keith. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, you can do uh, Justice League
1: 3000. Which is still 8,000 times better than this. <laughs> sure.
0: That is Keith given doing Justice League. Yes, yes, yes,
1: it is. And act- actually, when you really think about it, it kind of has, that that series and all its incarnations of three thousand, three thousand one, whatever the hell they're doing with it now, that uh, that kind of has broken his his losing streak because <laughs> anyway he went from this to to Larkley's. I mean, I'm sure he's done other books clearly too, but the point is, he he's not leaving a good taste in people's mouths. But at least you know, just the uh, Justice League three thousand books, which I. To be, I'll be honest. I've stopped ever since they moved from three thousand to three thousand one. I really haven't been reading it. But when I read three thousand, I actually liked three thousand. So that most people seem seem to at least like that book. So, okay.
0: uh, you got anything else before we just?
1: Well, I think the, I mean put the final
0: nail in this coffin.
1: I think the concept was don't forget I mean to be honest it was threshold presents the hunted so I think if the book were to continue I think they were just going to have a whole different an entirely different story I don't know what it was going to be about <laughs> but but I think you know but so I I don't know uh it it was we knew, we knew when this book came out it was a it was a hard sell cuz nobody knew what the hell nobody knew what the hell it was really about it was a character we didn't know about it's still kind of sad that Call gets an eight-issue series and St. Walker hasn't got anything yet. He hasn't even got a fucking miniseries. <laughs> but, nonetheless, uh, no, I mean, I know we've kind of, we obviously did not, it is kind of ironic, we we went from reviewing one of the most relevant and beloved stories in Green Lantern history to one of the most irrelevant and, 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 dis, and very despised or, or forgotten stories in and back to back weeks but to give it you know and we have been a little more obviously less serious than than usual with doing this but we have but we said (laughs) we said we were going to do it and we and we have done it and I guess that's that's all you can say
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right guys we have some feedback so we're going to take a real quick break promotional break uh, and when we come back we will do some of the feedback (music)
3: Tangent. An abrupt change of course. Tangent. To go off suddenly in another direction or on a different line of thought. Tangent. A comic event featuring brand new characters with very familiar names.
2: I'm waking up
3: DC Comics' Tangent Universe podcast. Find it bi-weekly on iTunes and at greatcrypton.com. In the Tangent Universe, you only know the names. Hi, my name's Mike. Join me and my brother-in-law, Rich, as we discuss DC's comic book, The Flash, on our podcast entitled Flashback. It's
1: located at flashbackpodcast.podbean.com. That's flashbackpodcast.podbean.com.
3: Hi, folks. Sean go here. And Strange Disembodied Voice here. And we're here to talk about the new direction going on over at Just One of the Guys, a Green Lantern podcast. Like our in depth coverage of the Howard Chaikin pen, Guy Gorker collateral damage. No, because that book was utter sh- But we are moving into the Judd Winnick run on Green Lantern, where we'll get stories about psychotic ring-wielders, teenage sexual identity issues, and Kyle becoming a nearly godlike being. And yet, still not as weird as Guy Gardner's warrior face. Yeah, you may have a point there. Plus we'll be covering the ancillary books that came out at the same time, including Circle of Fire, 1001 Emerald Knights, the Black Circle-Green Arrow crossover, and so much more. Which would easily make up for not covering collateral damage. Also, if you're subscribing to the show via iTunes, be sure to go to 2 True Freaks Presents Just One of the Guys to make sure you get new episodes updated weekly. So, they kicked you off the main feed? No, they just streamlined it so the 2 True Freaks proper shows would only be on it. Are you sure it's not because Scott doesn't want a Green Lantern podcast on the network? Uh, no, in fact he's spoken very glowingly about the show. I mean he's even offered to come on into a guest bit. He said he really likes it, and despite his fact that he doesn't like Green Lantern all that much, he's come check out just one of the guys over at 2TrueFreaks.com and subscribe in iTunes at Two True Freaks Presents Just One of the Guys. You'll be glad you did, or double your money back.
0: All right, guys, and we're back. And just based – obviously based on the, the, those three promos we played, just a, kind of a theme throughout this. Uh, since Threshold was canceled, um, I kind of threw in some shout-outs to some canceled podcasts. Um, it was recently uh, – obviously you, we, we told you guys about this uh, recently in the past, but uh, um, Sean Angle's Just One of the Guys Green Lantern podcast has ended uh his final episode went up several weeks ago uh so wanted to throw a, a quick shout out to him also a couple other shout outs uh one, sean engel's other show that he does with michael bradley called parallel lines which covers the um uh, the tangent universe comic, uh, comics um which uh, includes not only the uh the tangent universe uh, single shot issues uh, like Metal Man and stuff like that. But also the series, uh, I think it was called Superman's Reign, something like that, um, the Tangent Universe stuff from that, as well as the uh, stuff within the – actually, there's a couple of episodes in there that are based on the Ion series, the, so the 12-issue uh, Ron Mars Ion series where Tangent shows up. Uh, the, the Tangent si- uh, characters and, and specifically the Green Lantern characters show up in there. Um, so they even cover that. So all the stuff having to do with Tangent they covered on the, the podcast Parallel Lines – Uh, Parallel Lines actually uh, just also wrapped up. Um, They set out to cover all that material and now they have. And so they're done. Uh, I highly recommend you check that out, especially the last, uh, the the, the penultimate episode, the second to last episode. Uh, It's actually an interview with Dan Jurgens, the man behind Tangents. So that's pretty cool and interesting to to learn about that, uh, that section of DC-ish lore. Uh, And also, uh, was i have several podcasts i listen to but also played a promo there for the flashback podcast flashback podcast is also ending uh, flashback um uh, our brothers uh kind of in podcasting they kind of started a little bit right after the lantern cast did they were covering the flash comics um they kind of been our, our uh, quiet uh quiet uh, siblings and and podcasting there for a little bit, you know, the whole Brave, Brave and the Bold thing, Flash, Flash and Green Lantern, uh, even though we never really teamed up or did anything with it. Um, I personally have always considered them, you know, since they started around the time we did, and they uh, they they like listening to us and stuff like that, and I listen to them. It was kind of like, you know, brothers in, in podcasting. They are ending the flashback show. Um, that might come as a shock to some of you because the Flash series is still ongoing, Basically, when Mike and Rich started the podcast, they had said, "You know, we're going to do this till they don't. We don't enjoy it anymore." Uh, and while they enjoy podcasting and talking to each other, the content they are covering uh, is such that they don't have uh, they don't have a whole lot of positive to say. Uh, and rather than you know have a, a, an ep, uh you know posting episode after episode of after episode of just bitching about the the comics that they're reading, they just decided to end it. Um. so they're going to be doing that. Uh, the the flashback podcast is ending, but Mike and Rich are not through podcasting. So that is very, very important to remember. Uh, Mike and Rich are not through podcasting. As of this recording, they have no concrete ideas on what's going to happen next. They were tossing out a couple ideas about reviewing maybe some indie comics, maybe talking the star Wars comics, you know, just kind of throw uh, pitching ideas and asking their audience to kind of contribute and, See what they'd like to hear from Mike and Rich. Um, uh, Mike is uh, uh, is going to be still doing his Hornets Nest podcast, um, so definitely uh, keep that in mind. Hornets Nest will still be going on, and Sean Engel, uh, to my knowledge, also has the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror or something something to that effect, uh, also going on. So it's not like these guys are completely out of podcasting. It's just In the spirit of we're covering a canceled series, I figured we'd promote some canceled
1: podcasts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we're the kiss of
1: death, people. (laughs) Yes.
0: Uh, So while, while we covered a comic series that nobody's going to miss, I figured we'd kind of bring it back a little bit by playing some sort of nostalgic sort of promos for podcasts everybody is are, is going to miss. <laughs> yes, it's 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 a
1: yin and a yang here. Yin and yes. yang people. Uh, there's
0: a there's a theme, but it's definitely a yin and a yang. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: yes, uh it's always sad when uh, good shows like that um for different reasons obviously when they come when they come to a close sometimes as we've discussed, you know, I think we've discussed on this show too, uh that Depending on the topics of what you do, that uh, depending how the show is set up, sometimes you are gonna, you have to make that decision whether it's going to be whether by the nature of the to- the nature of the show is flexible enough where you can switch gears and keep it going without starting over from scratch with a new name or a new a know a new mission statement, or whether it's finite and you know it's finite going in. So like you know if you were if you were doing like a werewolf by night podcast, you kind of know you're going to run out of stuff. <laughs>
0: You yeah, know. I've had people ask me for my Ragman stuff. Why don't you do a podcast too? It's like, well, because as much as I love Ragman, there's only so much I can talk about it. Like, you yeah. know, even including it, that's the whole point of the blog. My, my the whole point of my blog is to cover every appearance of Ragman. And even though there's more than I initially <laughs> thought there was when I set out to start the blog, there are a finite amount of appearances, and at some point the blog will be over. Right until yeah. he starts appearing again in other yeah. comics. So,
1: and just like and. In- And on the other side of the coin, that you have to respect people who, when they, and this applies to obviously the Jim and Dan too, that uh, when you get to the point in what you're doing, in which for either you either you feel so potentially disengaged from the material, or your passion for the material is has waned so much that you think you're actually maybe you're probably not even doing you know really you know you're kind of doing a disservice not just necessarily to the material too but even though that's possible but to the to the listeners because the fact that you just you know it's kind of hard to feign enthusiasm when you're so uh, you have to respect pe- you know anybody who kind of uses that as a litmus test for kind of like getting at a dodge on on a, on a, on a if they just don't if somebody just doesn't feel they can do justice to something then stop going forward you know at least until the time comes that you feel passionate about it again Right, and even though clearly Chad and I aren't going anywhere, but again, some of those themes when we do our panel discussion on the state of Green Lantern, I guess some of those themes will probably come up. <laughs> I
0: I wouldn't put it past it. All right, guys. So um, uh, now we are going to get into some feedback. Roll the theme. <laughs> <laughs> We've got
3: a new email twittery jingle tonight. It might be different from the email Twittery jingle we had last week. You mean something new? I don't like it! Well,
2: <laughs> let's just try it! Twitter is the thing with all the tweets. <laughs> you and your friends stay in touch but never meet. So now the time has come to check the tweets. And your email, partner, Ass Mode.
0: So uh, what's what's first, Mark? I know we're saving some of this for when we do our uh,
1: next uh, next recording. Uh, let's let's do let's do Jesse. Um, Power of Ion. Yes, Power of Ion episode. Kay. Hey, Chad, Mark. I'm writing from Turkey, where I'm in week two of a three-week business trip and going through some serious comic book withdrawal. I'm tempted to buy them uh, digitally, uh, but. I don't want to shaft my local comic shop, which we can respect that. Um, I enjoyed the Power of Ion episode. It was great to hear both of you gush over one of the best Green Lantern stories and definitely the best Kyle story ever. I only disagreed with you on one minor point. I always thought Superman looked more disapproving than arrogant. Like Chad, I got back into Green Lantern late with Blackest Night after over 10 years away from comics. I. Let's see. I think he's missing a word again uh no. I re- oh no i got it now i read i read this way after way after it was published and i loved it i could immediately see how jeff johns took green lantern history and found a way to put in his ideas without throwing away the previous stories i think he was very good at that which is ironic since we did well now maybe not so ironic because we did talk about that uh j- and just referencing you know even I, obviously iron had nothing to do with jeff johns that storyline but we did obviously talk about the art of retconning because of you know what Judd did with the, you know, with the Guardians and stuff. The seamless way the retcon. Uh, I would love to be on your panel discussion if you'll have me and the ti- and the timing works out. I'd love to bat around some of my opinions with other fans. Uh, greetings from Turkey, Jesse Stewart. And P.S. Chad, the most recent episode of Green Lantern/Green Arrow was good as always. I love learning about that period in the comics industry. I find it fascinating. And he goes, please excuse my brevity, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Even though he's honest, for for Jesse, this is a very short email. <laughs>
0: um, the, Mark and I have already kind of set our our uh, uh, it, people that we're going to have on the Green Lantern uh, panel discussion. Um, so, unfortunately, that uh, uh, <laughs> I feel like i'm being mean saying this but we're not taking requests <laughs> if that I, do, I don't mean like i'm oh, sorry jesse fuck you <laughs> that's not what i mean but once you guys and i don't want to announce who we have planned to show up just in case there's some sort of scheduling conflict uh or anything like that i we don't so foresee that because we've already confirmed with all these individuals um uh, and they are all willing to come on the show uh and all at the same time so uh but again i don't want to you know Uh, You know, knock on wood, I don't want to uh, screw that up uh, before we actually, you know, get recording. But once you hear the Green Lantern panel show and who is planned to be on that episode, you will understand why we had the people we had. Does that make sense,
1: Mark? Yes. Um, If you get a ticket, if you get notified, you're on the show. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh... That's right which doesn't mean that you're not necessarily on the show. It just means. (laughs) Exactly. It's just
0: we We, we, we we have a core group of people that we wanted to have on there. If some of them can or cannot make it, we have ideas for substitutes and stuff like that. Um, But it's the main group, the initial group that we really wanted has all agreed to it so far. So assuming that all sticks together, you, once you hear that episode, you'll know exactly why we went with who we went with. <laughs> and it won't be a, a, a personal slight to anybody. <laughs> um, I, I, his point about Superman seeming more disapproving, I guess, um, but I don't know. I, I kind of feel like visually disapproving has a different look than arrogant. You know what I mean? Yes, It was like Superman was looking down his nose at Kyle, like literally down his nose. I don't mean figuratively. I mean, like you look at Superman in the panel and his head is sort of raised and he's looking down at Kyle, you know, over crossed arms and everything like that. So disapproving is more like a, to me, like a parental chiding, whereas arrogant is something else altogether. I don't know how you felt about that.
1: I... I would have to go back and <clears throat> and look at that. That was what one forty nine, right? That was yes. One forty nine. I'd have to go back and look panel by panel again. Just, I mean, I off the top of my head, I think certainly there are some panels that could be, <clears throat> excuse me, that could be interpreted as maybe being a little more disapproving. But when we were discussing it, I did see your point about that, especially especially when you combine it with uh, what we saw in the previous issue when he was on the Superman on the couch just watching him. Um, so I, I I see I see kind of where his point was but I do I do think for the most part I I think I do think I probably lean towards you know your interpretation a little bit more but I mean he, he clearly I mean he clearly was disapproving but it, but it was uh maybe it was just again the way he was he was the way he was expressing that disapproval maybe kind of like visually came across as looking more like a dick <laughs> <laughs> um scott let's do scott Scott? uh scott davis uh hi guys just a quick email for you i just read green lantern 44 green lantern annual four and green lantern 45 which of course we technically haven't discussed yet but um and i must admit this is probably the most uninteresting story i've ever read i'm a diehard green lantern fan like everyone here but this is the first time i'm really considering dropping the title i just paid 13 dollars for those books $17.50 uh, seventeen fifty, but Canadian, and I've uh, thirteen dollars US and seventeen fifty Canadian. I feel like I just wasted my money. I don't know what to do. The writing is not captivating at all. Please let me know if I'm being too hard and should continue through these tough times. <laughs> Loyal listener from the Great White North, Scott.
0: It's good to hear from Scott. Uh, mostly because I was on Twitter recently trying to give people uh, who are begging and begging and begging for this episode uh I noticed that we were going to be covering threshold and i noticed that scott was no longer on twitter so it's nice to hear an email from you scott uh I appreciate you, you remaining in touch i was like did you just like stop following us and block us or like <laughs> what happened maybe, there? maybe so, threshold
1: will get him back on twitter
0: <laughs> but uh no no need i understand the uh the issue of running more than one social media page <laughs> it, just Real quick Snapchat uh, uh, or snap uh, snapshot. I've got my own personal Facebook. Mark and I co-run the LanternCast Cast Facebook page and the Twitter page. I've got my own personal Twitter page. <laughs> I've got obviously I've run my own blogs, but I'm also the administrator of of the Ragman DC Comics Facebook page fan page. I'm I'm one of two administrators on there. I did not start that page. That was another Ragman fan that contacted me when he found my blog. Um, and several other things. Also got my own personal Instagram, our LanternCast cast Instagram. <laughs> like, so if you got off of Twitter because you're like, eh, screw it. Totally understand, bro. <laughs> Definitely understand. <laughs> and as for, um, you, uh, letting you know if you're being too hard, not at all. Um, not necessarily saying I agree with you. I don't necessarily think. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm not a, of of the current titles. Green Lantern is not my favorite. Um, I don't think it's as bad as it has been in the past, but I I'm not going to judge you for for feeling negatively about it and not connecting with the storyline. I get that. I understand that. <sighs> I'm of two minds with this. I would say stick it out a little bit, but that's more of my own curiosity. That's because I see Green Lantern how Jordan is going to be on Earth for a couple of issues, and I have been wanting this for a long time. So that's just me personally saying I want to see, like, if I was reading Green Lantern and not participating in this podcast, regardless of whether I download digitally or buy the issues, I would in some way, shape, or form be reading up until we see how leave earth again and go back into space. Cause I want to see what they do with Hal on earth, just because I've been wanting it for so long. I would be remiss to not check it out. Um, I might personally guys, and I've been thinking about this. I might personally go to the comic shop and buy like two, three copies of each issue where he's on earth just to show DC. This is what I want. <laughs> Uh, now, we'll get into this more once we have our Green Lantern panel discussion, the state of the Green Lantern Union, if you will. Um, but I might just buy those issues, physical copies, several copies of each of, of those issues, just so I can you know, put my money where my mouth is, essentially. Regardless of how good the stories are, Green Lantern on Earth, this is what I want to see. Um, as far as being hard on yourself... Me personally, Mark, I don't know about you, but there are several comics that I download digitally that I literally have no interest in. I'm – well, not no interest, but I'm slightly curious about where it's going or I was reading it in the past and I didn't see where it ended. So I just download it so that I can see what happened to it. And there are some uh, there's some comics that I continually read just so I can join in the conversation sometimes. There are very few comics – of all the comics I download, of all the comics I physically buy issues of, there are very few comics uh, I buy these, these days. Of all of them totaled together, um, very per- few percentage of those are because I am actually interested in Is what is happening. This is appealing to me personally. Um, because I run blogs, because I, we, we do this podcast, because um, starting another podcast and all, all kinds of stuff that's going on, there are, I do this more so that I can participate in the community than I do just because I want to I'm – I'm interested in these specific books. Um, there, are some, there are some comics that I buy sight unseen just because of the creative team. There is a, I'm holding an issue in my hand, issue one, number one of Tokyo Ghost from Image. I bought, I bought this issue because Sean Gordon Murphy's on the art. If I see Sean Gordon Murphy doing art – I buy this the first issue of the series no matter what. I don't even read the premise, don't care, buying it. Sean Gordon Murphy on art. I read Tokyo Ghost. I have no idea what the hell is happening in this book, guys. I am going to have to read it two or three times to see what the hell's going on because I don't understand it. Um, it looks beautiful because Sean Gordon Murphy, but I bought it purely because Sean Gordon Murphy. And there are comics that I buy – such as, uh, let's see, I'm looking at this little stack I have here in my hand. Um, Another one from Image, there was a series recently out, five or six issue uh, miniseries called The Mantle from Image. I was reading that, looks awesome, Uh, read the story, not too bad. Um, And there are things like uh, from Black Mask Comics, The Disciples, I've got four issues of this, haven't read issue one yet. (laughs) four issues of, uh, of the disciple that I thought was interesting when I read the premise and, in and previews, there are so many things that I buy that I wish I had the ability to just go, you know what? I'm just not enjoying it anymore. And I think I should cut ties because I'm just wasting money. And I don't do that. Oddly enough for being on a green Lantern podcast. I don't have the willpower, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but that's kind of like, if you, I, 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 for people not like us that do podcasts or blogs or actively contribute to the comics community in that way, I think it's harder for people like us to just drop titles and stuff like that. Could be wrong. Could not be. I highly emphasize if you are not enjoying the comics you are reading, do not buy them. Do not be beholden to some collector mentality. Do not be beholden to a mild curiosity. There are so many other amazing titles out there that you could be spending that exact same money on and get enjoyment out of as opposed to going, ah, Well, I just want to see where it goes and spend the, waste the money on something that you're not getting any enjoyment out of. Yes, there will be holes in your long box. Deal with it. Seriously. Nobody is – I've never had a comics friend or fan uh, fan who is a friend come over, look through my collection, and go, oh, I see you have issue 36 of Fury of Firestorm and issue 38. Where's 37? <laughs> Nobody has ever done that. They just go, oh, cool. You got this? Oh, cool. You got that? Oh, man, I read this one. This one was awesome. Nobody ever is going to look through your box and go – Oh man, why are you missing this? Nobody cares. (laughs) Like you're the only person who's going to look in there and go, Oh man, I'm missing this issue. I really should get it. Ah, I remember it being really shitty though. And I skipped it for a reason, (laughs) Uh, but I need to fill in that hole. It's wasted money. Do I just, I, for someone who's horrible at managing my own money, I realize I'm sort of not practicing what I preach by saying this, but Seriously, if you are not getting enjoyment out of the comics you are reading, flip through previews, go on previewsworld.com, go through um, you know various uh, – like I visit uh, uh, not just the DC Comics website and the Marvel website but like the Image website and the, the IDW website and Boom Studios website and stuff like that because I'm one of the lucky few. I get previews every month for free from my LCS. Because my LCS pays nothing to have previews shipped to them, so I don't have to pay anything for having previews. They, they do not charge me. A lot of LCSs do. Um, heads up, guys, your LCS does get, I don't care who they are, they get previews for free from Diamond. They absolutely get it for free. If you're paying for previews, they're making pure profit off of that. But previews knows that. That's why there's a price tag on that title. That's why it's printed with a price tag. So don't think your LCS is ripping you off. My LCS is just one of the very, very few who does not charge for previews. So it's not a common thing to not charge for previews. It's a very uncommon thing. But I get previews for free, so I get to see every month what's going to be coming out. If you have access to previews, even if I didn't get previews for free, I might buy previews just so I could see where my money should be going. What sounds interesting that I wouldn't otherwise hear about? So I highly recommend if you are not enjoying the comics you are reading, including Green Lantern or any of the Green Lantern titles. Hell, I love Star Trek Green Lantern. If you're not enjoying that, drop it. I don't care that there's an issue or two left. Drop it already. Who cares? If you're not enjoying it, put your money towards something you will enjoy.
1: No, I I agree. I think certainly when it comes to feeling, that's that's one of those things. Regardless of whether we're talking comics or bigger picture issues. You can you can analyze whether you're interpreting events properly, but how you feel is how you feel, you know. Your, mm. your emotional reaction is legitimate regardless of maybe you know, what you're reacting to isn't quite what you think is there, you know. But the reality is your your emotional reaction, you feel how you feel. Uh, if someone is not enjoying reading these, you know these books. If someone in whatever books they happen to be, then yeah, you don't have to feel guilty about about dropping it. I, I mean, I don't know, and we'll talk about this more on the on the panel show too. I don't know honestly if I would still be buying all the Lantern books as on a regular basis if I did not have a vested interest in having you know having quote unquote to keep up to date to deal with the podcast because I have because I'm not overly thrilled with you know the direction that the the book is. The books are going in overall, so I don't know. I so I th- I think it's I think it's interesting that it seems a I mean a, a lot of people seem to be not entirely thrilled about the direction of where where we're going. Uh, but you always you know but you do have you, know, you kind of have. Conflicting things. I mean, you look like you said you're looking forward to the stories on Earth, which we don't get. We don't know what that's really going to entail or how long it's going to last yet. But
0: at least two issues, it looks like. Yeah,
1: right? at least it, there's at least there's at least a couple of issues that it's going to be. It's still, kind of ironic that Sinestro makes his way to Earth before Hal. Uh,
0: yeah, I saw a solicit for something about Hal's dealing with sonar. Sonar. I think that is. Cor-
1: yeah, I think I think that is correct. Uh, so. And obviously probably there'll be more room for Hal to do some of these things as long as as long as the core remains lost, which we know is gonna be for at least about another six issues. In yes. fact, <laughs> once once we get beyond the 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 bun lost army, once we get to Edge of Oblivion, that's gonna be another six issues. Uh so basically until the middle of the year, uh, Hal's pretty much gonna be coreless. So that, which of course, just fits in nicely with the whole Sinestro arc, or where that's going, and everything too. But n- nonetheless, uh, yeah, we, don't, we can understand if people aren't thrilled with the direction of the, these books or those books. And yeah, if you don't, if you feel that you're really, not, if you feel like you're really not enjoying it, and you're not really, and you're not overly concerned—not from a com- being a completist point of view, just from the point of view of that you you don't think you're going to regret. Missing something that might be relevant for your enjoyment down the road. That it's like, oh, I missed these five issues, and yeah, I could buy a trade, but I'm kind of lost. It's going to take me a while to catch up. Of course, nowadays in the land of the Internet, it's real easy to kind of catch up to a storyline that you missed. Uh, without, ha- But unless, yeah, unless you think for that reason you want to have all the issues, kind of like – and even like, like you kind of alluded to, I think we've all been there. We've all started started a series – that we were we were either in, really into or just curious about, and we bought a couple of issues, and we probably never even read most of those issues, if we read any of them. And then after a while, it hits us like, why am I still buying this? Because I'm not even reading the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you just drop it. It's kind of like, I mean I was I was that way with uh, I think I was the way with with Aquaman, Aquaman once it started after the first few issues with Jeff Johns. It's like it's like am I, am I really gonna think? Do I as I think I might have mentioned before, kind of my litmus test is: is it? Do I think the storyline is going to be super relevant down the road? Either not just to, to this book, but to maybe you know the the mythology of this character, and is it going to be relevant to the DC universe as a whole down the road, or is it probably going to be something that probably, unless somebody comes back along the lines of like Jeff Johns going back to mine some of the old stuff, trying to pick out little things that people either hadn't touched upon or forgot forgot about other than that something like that happening that these things are probably never going to come back again then if you know if the answer is yeah I don't think the stuff is relevant I'm not enjoying it and I don't think I'm ever going to have any desire to reread it or or <laughs> then don't buy it then let it go because it, what's the, what's the point I mean you don't it's just a it's a waste of money and it takes up space so if you're not enjoying it it is very little material I would say you you st- you give something a chance especially if you're interested to start with you give it a chance but if it doesn't There's no reason to feel guilty, certainly, about letting it go, I think.
0: Yeah, um, especially because – and I don't mean to harp on DC because I think they've taken some steps towards rectifying their attitude over the past couple of years um, as opposed to uh, when – especially around the New 52 when it started. It just seemed like whatever. But anyways, the point I'm trying to make is you owe DC Comics nothing. You owe Marvel Comics nothing. Any of the indie publishers. You they you owe them nothing because, and this can be this this can be argued, this can be debated, you guys can send in emails and, and voicemails, but here's my perspective on it. This is an entertainment industry. They need to write stories that appeal to you. They need to write stories that make you when you read the solicit, when you read previews, when you look at the cover art, you go. Holy shit, I'm gonna buy that. That looks interesting. That is their job. That is why they got into the comics industry to sell books. What sells books? Getting people interested in those books. That is their job as creators, as publishers, um, and as uh, holders of these copyrights to make interesting, make and sell interesting stories involving these characters with dc and marvel it's these characters that have been around for decades that are uh uh, not just comic characters they are multimedia characters they need to make a movie that is interesting a video game that is interesting an animated series that is interesting and comics that are interesting indie comics same thing they need to create a world that makes somebody go man i love this series this is awesome this is just this is amazing Yes, as a creative type myself, who has all these ideas and likes to write and stuff like that, yeah, I would like to think that I, my job as a creator is to, uh, you know, if if I was more actively involved in that role, my job would be to like come up with this awesome storyline, and you know, kind of form it and make it amazing in my own head, and then just if people like it, they like it, whatever. The reality is, unless you're a freaking billionaire. You can't afford to do that unless you have the backing of a major publisher. You can't afford to do that unless you have somebody else who agrees and believes in the idea that you're putting forth. You cannot afford to do that. You have to look at it. You have to create it. And you know, a lot of independent publishers go out there and and small press people and, And people who self-publish, they get their books printed up, they pay their writers or they they pay their artists or they pay their writers and they pay their inkers and their colors and their flatters and the printers and blah, blah, blah to do uh, all these things. And they get these books out there and they go to a few local shows and they push their books super hard and, and, and they have a concept that's amazing and stuff like this, but it just doesn't get the attention it deserves. And they go, okay. Well, maybe I just had a bad show, or maybe I need to change my approach up, or maybe you know, maybe I got to do this or that or the other. Um, and they they, they they change up their approach. But after a certain while, if their book's not getting enough attention, they need to go. They need to relook at it. They need to to reevaluate and go. Okay. Uh, well, what am I missing? What does this book need? Um, do I need to rewrite it? Uh, do, does the the pages need to be edited a little bit? Did I? You know, like you need to reevaluate. You need to think about your audience. That is their job as publishers, as creators, is to think about their audience and produce content that makes you buy it, that makes you want to buy it. That's their job. And if they aren't doing that, if the titles that you are buying aren't delivering, you owe them nothing because they are not doing their job for you. I'm not saying that every single comic out there needs to be marketable and awesome to uh, everyone, to the same group of people. Supergirl, great example, the TV show Supergirl that just aired. Mark, I don't know if you saw it.
1: I did not see the first episode yet.
0: Okay. Supergirl just came out. A lot of the criticism is, um, that is out there is that it's different, whatever that may entail for certain people, whether it's goofy or whatever. Um, the, the biggest comeback to that, that I've really enjoyed is not everything has to be for you just because it's not like flash and arrow doesn't mean it's going to fail. It means it's not directed for you. It's for another group of people. So not every comic the same with all, all the comics. Not every comic is going to be for you, but the reason I say DC as a whole is It seems like in recent memory, DC has a lot of books that are not delivering for a wide group of people and not more than just one series and more than just one family of books not delivering for the people who enjoy those titles. And honestly, the biggest way to let DC know, yeah, you can hound them on social media all you want, but the biggest way is vote with your dollars. That's it. Do not ever feel beholden to a publisher because they, yeah, you owe no, you owe them nothing. If you're not enjoying the series, then they're not, they're frankly not doing their job. So don't buy the book anymore. Go put that money towards somebody else who is doing their job.
1: Nicely put.
0: All right. Any other bit of feedback that we need to mention?
1: I don't think so. Uh,
0: Let's see here. Uh, yeah, there's one. Scott, from Scott Davis. Scott, what the hell are you, are you high? <laughs> Is it me or does Chad sound like Billy Bob Thornton? What? Seriously? I like
1: them French fried taters. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do a whole episode like that. Maybe maybe that'll, that'll maybe that'll be your that can maybe that'll be one, your celebrity lantern cast voice <laughs> for, for the next episode. <laughs>
0: French fried taters and mustard sauce. Mm-hmm.
1: Although well, it's actually the first the thing I mentioned to you before. I did have a couple of ideas for different voices we could do. So, But now we have another one, obviously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, so th- that's it. We've got a couple other things. Uh, well, one other thing of feedback that we uh, – one or two other things of feedback currently. Uh, but we're going to get to that in the new comics review episode. Uh, that should be recording around the first week of November, maybe posting that same week. Don't know. Don't hold me to it. Um, so there's that. Um, but Mark, you got anything else before we go into closing? Any final thoughts on threshold or any of the comments we received from our listeners? The
1: well, comments were good. Uh, the, the one we didn't t- the one we couldn't play and it's an, o- and it's an audio people. It's an audio.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that the one we couldn't play is really cool, and when people find out who it's from, I'm sure it'll be greatly appreciated too. I uh, look so I look forward to doing that in the next episode. Threshold maybe it wasn't quite as horrible as I imagined previously, but I think that's also because I never finished reading it the first time, <laughs> so I didn't really. Uh, I did remember certain beats from it, like I certainly remembered Call getting his back broken and things like that. Well. But it's done now, people. So and let, and as Chad kind of again not really alluded to, we pretty much stated, don't let's let's not make the lore fleas series now the next threshold that people are going to bombard us with. Do it, do it, do it, because we really because deep cause deep down we know people only wanted us to do threshold because of the fact they thought it would be a fun episode for us to record. Because and hopefully they,
0: you enjoyed it.
1: Yes, and hopefully you did enjoy it. But they but they figured it'd be a fun episode because of what of what kind of thoughts we would. think how we would review it in the comments we made. And hopefully we did not let you down on that level. And also because a lot of people simply did not really read that storyline and they have no interest in reading it, but kind of would like to know what happened without having to go through the pain of reading it themselves.
0: And so, there you go, Scott, if you're, if you're not, if you're not enjoying Green Lantern, listen to us. Suffer through. <laughs> um,
1: so yes, we will do. Yes, we will do Laura fleas and, Again, I'm not even going to give a time frame from when we're going to do it, but let's not make this the. Uh,
0: the only the, thing we'll promise
1: is it's definitely going to be a couple episodes. at yes, least. Yes, yes, that that we can commit to because it's a, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff to cover, and even doing short issue and issue by issue reviews, it probably it probably would be selling it a little short, open intended to force it all into into the confines of one. Of one episode. If for some reason we actually started recording, maybe the first episode, and we actually got like got through the first six issues in forty-five minutes, then yeah, then maybe we'll just possibly maybe we'll just wait and record like the next week and finish do another six through twelve and stick them together as one episode. But we're assuming it's probably not gonna be that short a review, so we'll do it. We don't know when we're gonna do it, so please, we know you know it's, it's it's on our agenda. It's always something we can fall back on, but. Let's not make this the next holy grail just because oh it, Mark and Chad will have fun with it. it's like eh, let's not there's a lot of other things with probably more fun storylines that we ha- and and issues we, we could just we could just focus on and do that I think people would en- <laughs> would enjoy too but but other than that no i i'm I'm glad we did it i'm glad I'm glad it's over with uh and I don't mean that you know as a smart ass either I mean that – um, it's good to, to to finish that since it was kind of left hanging after, you know, from episode 159 to
2: 233.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're back! <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, you want to go ahead and close this out? Sure. Email us, lanterncast at gmail.com. Lanterncast at com. Visit our website, lanterncast.com. New episodes are posted there, news is posted there, Ring Cyclopedia episodes are posted there, Dark Star Reviews, it's there, people, check us out. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and like us on Facebook, hashtag GLcast to find us on all of those. iTunes and Stitcher, we're on both, please leave us positive reviews wherever you would like (laughs) it. And last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, call us at 708 Lantern. 708 Lantern, and let us know what you think.
0: All right, guys. Next episode is going to be sing, uh, um, uh, October Books. We're talking about that. And the episode after that, don't hold us to it, but obviously, maybe the Green Lantern panel. State of the Green Lantern Union thing. Don't know for sure, though. we got to get our ducks in the row on that. Might be something else. But for sure, next episode, October books.
1: Definitely sounds good, people.
0: All right, guys. Happy Halloween. Y'all stay safe.
1: Yeah, happy Halloween. Talk to you soon.
0: Good night.